0: Welcome to Sunday Morning at Faith Assembly featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Now, here's Pastor Goss. Over the past several weeks we've been in a series that we've entitled The Answer To. And what I've tried to do is pick out circumstances and situations and issues that we find ourselves addressing during this time. We've talked about fear. We've talked about worry. We've talked about hopelessness. And today, there's another issue that all of us relate to, and that is the answer to trouble, the answer to trouble. Now, we're going to take a passage of Scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9, where Paul gives us the answer to trouble and what we're going to go through. But before we get there, let me just go through a few things here, and let's first of all look at the reasons for trouble. What is it that comes about in our lives that happens and trouble shows up? Well, first of all, there's a spiritual battle. Now, in reality, all trouble is a result of this. There's this battle going on between God and Satan. Satan is doing everything he can to tempt you to walk away from God, to not trust God, to find a solution that God isn't in. He is doing everything within his power to bring trouble into your life so that you will abandon the principles that God wants you to live by. At the same time, God is at work working in our lives, and sometimes he allows troubles to come into our lives because he's trying to test us. He wants to improve us. He wants to help us become more like Jesus Christ. And so trouble comes along to strengthen us, not to defeat us, but to make us stronger. And so we find ourselves in this battle that's going on constantly. Satan on one end trying to get us to walk away, God on the other side trying to get us to walk in too. And so there's this battle that goes on, that rages, the Word tells us we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but there is a spiritual battle that is at work. And because of that battle, trouble shows up. There's another way that trouble shows up, and that's self. It's said that the biggest cause of our problems, the most one responsible for trouble is me. I create a lot of my troubles. I make decisions that I shouldn't have made. I have attitudes that I shouldn't have. I do things that I shouldn't be doing. And because of those choices and because of that willingness on my part to be selfish and try to get my way, I create more problems and create more trouble for me. And some of the trouble that I'm experiencing is a result of my choices. A third reason for trouble, It's just because of stuff. Can anyone say pandemic? It shows up. It's here. And suddenly every one of us are having to address it, having to deal with this. You and I have to face it. Welcome to the world. And many times, just because of what goes on in the world, it happens. It's there. And we have to deal with it. And Jesus put it this way. He said, in this world, you're going to have trouble. There's going to be problems. You're going to have to face that. But then he said, be of good cheer. I've overcome it. You don't have to let it defeat you. And so we understand that you and I will have to deal with the trouble that life brings our way. It's a guarantee. You are never going to live a life where trouble isn't present to some degree. And so you and I have to know it comes, it happens. I want to do everything I can not to be the cause of it. But trouble shows up. Now, when trouble shows up, what's our reaction? What are we going to do? How are we going to respond to it? Well, over the course of the years and as I've watched myself, here's some ways I've seen people try to handle trouble. Some people try to close their eyes to it. In other words, kind of stick my finger in my ear, la, 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 and I can't hear you, therefore it's not there. And we just close our eyes and say, what trouble? I don't see any trouble. I don't think there's trouble. I, I think everything's fine. And I pretend that it doesn't exist. And maybe if I ignore it, it will go away. Have you ever noticed that what you ignore in life doesn't usually just leave, that it usually gets bigger? And so some people just try to act like there's no problem, everything's fine, I'll be good, don't bother me, and we just close our eyes to it and don't want to admit that it's there. A second re- way we respond to it is we curse it, we get angry, we blame somebody. We say, I don't shouldn't be here. This isn't right. We get mad. We get mad at God. God, why are you allowing this to happen? Why are you letting this take place? This isn't right. And then we try to run away from it and just, I, I can't handle this. I can't deal with this. And so we just try to remove ourselves out of it all the while blaming someone, usually not ourselves, and trying to do everything we can to get away from it and then our temperature goes up and our anger increases because we just think we shouldn't have to be going through this. Some people cry about it. They whine, they complain, life's not fair, this isn't right. They give up, they give in to despair. They allow themselves to be overwhelmed with emotions of it all. And it just creates an emotional outlet, an emotional crisis, because here it is. Oh, no, I I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how to deal with this. Oh, God, it's not so unfair. And we just, you know, end up blaming, running, pretending, God, this isn't right And we just make it worse that way. Some people compound it. You know, you're in trouble and you want out. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen people make decisions because they want out of trouble. If I do this, that trouble will go away. You know what? Sometimes when they make that decision, it goes away for a little bit, but it shows back up because you haven't faced it. You haven't dealt with it. You haven't learned from it. And so sometimes we compound it. We make more bad choices. We respond in a wrong manner. We make it tougher than it needs to be. And sometimes we, because of choices and because of how we're feeling and what we're going through and what we don't want to go through, we make a choice trying to get out of it. And in reality, we go into it deeper. And so we just make it worse. But as a Christian... We're called to conquer it. We're called to overcome it. We're called to outlast it. We're called to get through it. Because most of the time, if God is going to help you and I get through the trouble, he's not going to just remove us from it. He's going to take us through it. And so we have to learn in this life that when trouble comes, and it will I have to understand there's reasons why it's there. I have to watch my response to it and what I'm going to do with it and make sure I respond correctly. And so now we get to our text. How do I rise above trouble? Well, in that passage in 2 Corinthians, there's two verses, there's four different phrases that Paul uses to give us insight in how to handle trouble and what we should do with it, and how we can rise above it and not let it swallow us up, not let it defeat us. So the first one is this. Don't allow the trouble to crush you permanently. It's going to put pressure on you. It's going to bring some crushing, but not permanent. Notice what he says, 2 Corinthians 4 verse 8, we are pressed on every side by troubles. We understand that. But we are not crushed. We're pressed on every side. There will be pressure. It will not crush us. It will not last forever. We're squeezed, but we're not squashed. There's a pressure that comes onto it, but we're not going to let it stay. We're going to go through this, even though it's pressing us, even though it's crushing us at times, we see that it's not going to crush us to the point of defeat. The psalmist writes it this way. The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. Now, that word all is a big word, isn't it? Any trouble you're going to face, God is ready to rescue to help you rise above it. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescued those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous person faces many troubles. See, you're not going through trouble just because you're unrighteous, just because you've made a mistake, just because you've done something you regret. You're not going through it just for that reason. The righteous person faces many troubles. I don't like the word many, but there it is. But the Lord comes to the rescue each time. There's going to be a pressure. There's going to be some crushing. But God is there to help us. Previously, about two, three chapters in front of the chapters we're looking at, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, we're looking at chapter 4, he says this, We think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the providence of Asia. We were, what's the word? We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure, and we thought we would never live through it. Every one of us have had some troubles come into our lives that we've thought at times, I'll never make it. I'll never get through it. Sometimes maybe some of you are now thinking, man, I I can't stay cooped up in this house much longer. I'm not going to outlast this. Notice what he says. In fact... It got so bad, we just expected to die. It would have been a relief. But as a result, because we were going through that, because we were facing that, we stopped relying on ourselves, and we learned to rely, underline this little word here, only on God, who raises the dead. Hey, if I die, God will raise me up. And he did rescue us from mortal danger. And he will rescue us again. We have placed our confidence in him and he will continue to rescue us. So we're pressed on many sides by troubles. They're all around us. No matter which way we turn, there they are. Every side, this way, that way, no matter which way you look, there's a problem. But... We are not crushed, we're not to a place where the life is squeezed out of us. There's pressure, it's there, it, it's, it does a squeezing, but we're gonna get it through. So I can't allow the pressure, the trouble, to crush me permanently. Secondly, I need to keep a right perspective. So, if it's going to come and the pressure is going to be there, I have to make sure that when I'm looking at it and when I'm dealing with it, I see it correctly. Notice what he says, verse 8, 2 Corinthians 4, we are perplexed but not driven to despair. We're perplexed but not driven to despair. I don't understand this. I don't see a way out of this. I don't know why this is happening. I'm confused by all of this. These are confusing times. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know how I'll make it. Some of you are facing some times right now, you're looking at things, maybe the bank account, maybe the health, I don't know. I'm just, uh, what do I do? How do I do this? How do I handle this? Perplexing times. But here's what I know. I am not giving up. I'm not driven to despair. I will not quit. I will rise above it. You see, it's the perspective that matters. I will look at this. I will admit that it's there. I won't pretend that it's not. I'm not gonna run away out of fear. It's going to be pressure filled at times. I'm gonna feel squeezed a little bit. But here's what I know. Trouble is real, but so is God. James chapter 1, verse 2. Some of you are probably tired of me using this verse so much, but I think it's really a relevant verse for where we're at. Brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind, any kind, come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Why? How? You know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect, complete, not needing anything. You'll be whole. You'll be at a place where God wants you to be. I know God is working in this, and I know God's working in me. And so that's the perspective I've got to have. I look around. I don't have an answer. There's more confusion than anything else. How long is this going to last? How much longer do I have to deal with this? I don't know. I don't have a clue. I wish I had some answers. I don't. But here's what I know. God has a plan. God is at work. And he's working in the circumstances around me. I may not see it, but the Bible tells me that he is. And not only is he working the circumstances around me, He's also dealing with me. You know, sometimes um, when you live in close proximity for a people for an extended period of time, differences begin to show up. Sometimes it was good to have the routine we had before where somebody could leave for the day, go to work, and come back home. But now that you're there all the time, boy, there's some issues, aren't there? And you know what God wants to do? He wants to take this time to help you be better. He wants to help you be stronger. He wants to improve on you because your endurance needs to be developed. And when it does, you'll be whole, you'll be complete, and he will be done working on you that you will be at the place he wants you to be You don't need anything the world has to offer. You don't need to have answers because you have Him. And so you come to that place where you recognize, this is how I need to look at it. I'm perplexed. I don't have the answers. Oh, everybody wants to give me an answer. Everybody has their opinion. But I will trust God because God's at work. I don't need to know. I don't have to have the answers when I have the one who is the answer. And I know that God is working, and I'm perplexed. I'm confused sometimes, but I am not driven to despair in that I'll never make it. I don't get to that place. Thirdly, find strength in God's presence. Find strength in God's presence. Paul used some great illustration here, a great picture. Notice what he says. We are hunted down, but never abandoned By God. We're hunted down. Have you ever felt like the world's just out to get you? Have you ever felt like someone's out to get you? Maybe it feels like right now you're just all alone and you're just there and somebody's, you know, maybe trying to do something against you, and you kind of see things, you begin to imagine things, and you think, wow, the enemy's just coming after me. No, he's after all of us. And it can feel like sometimes that life wants to beat you up. And you don't focus on how big your troubles are. You focus on how big your God is. And here's the great thing about this. No matter what you go through and no matter how long it lasts, God will never abandon you. He will never leave you. You are never alone. You might be in a place, in a house, where you're the only one. And you may feel all alone. You may feel lonely, but you're not alone. God is right there with you. And Paul writes these great words in Romans chapter 8, verse 35. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it matter? Does it mean? Does it make any sense that he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity? Does it seem like when trouble is gone, God doesn't care and God isn't there? Does it seem like that? Does this mean that because I've got trouble, God isn't present or, you know, or for persecuted or hungry, destitute, in danger, threatened with death, going through things, not having a penny, not dealing with anything. As the scriptures say, for your sake, we're killed every day. We're being slaughtered like sheep. No. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And then he goes on, I am convinced. That's a great word here convinced. In other words, there's no doubt in my mind. I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, angels nor demons, fears for today, worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all of creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. You are not alone in this battle and in this conflict. You maybe feel like you're an animal being hunted. You maybe feel like you're about to be caught. You may feel like you're trapped. But you are never alone because God will never abandon you. And fourthly, you persevere through it all. You keep going, you keep going. Notice what he says. We get knocked down, but we're not destroyed. Now, I like watching boxing on TV. I, I, I just enjoy it, it's a great sport. However, I live with a, a woman, my wife, who does not like it whatsoever. And usually if she's in the room, I don't watch it. Why are they so violent? Why are they? Do that? But here's a boxing analogy. In boxing, usually there's about 12 rounds. You're scored by each round. Round one, that you get a score for it. Round two, you get a score for it. Round three, you get a score for it. Now, here's what we know. It is possible in one of the rounds to get knocked down and still win because you're knocked down, but you're not knocked out. The fight goes on. You keep fighting, you keep going, because the fight's not over. And so he says, we get knocked down, you know, but I get back up, I, I, I keep going. I don't let it defeat me, I don't give up. I don't win all the battles, I don't win every round but I'm going at the end to be standing on my feet and I will be victorious. Romans chapter 12, verse 12. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. You don't quit. You be patient. You know you're going to make it through. God's going to see you through and you keep on praying. You keep trusting him. You keep talking to him. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, a few verses after these ones that we've just looked at are there. In verse 16, he says, that's why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are very small. Wow, does Paul live through this? Does Paul really know about troubles? yeah. You read about Paul's life, he, he knows about troubles, but he says our present troubles, he was beaten, he was imprisoned, he was shipwrecked, are small and won't last very long. And you know my line here, how long is very long? hundred years or so. Yet they produce for us a Glory that vastly outweighs them, vastly outweighs the troubles. The glory is far more valuable than the troubles because those things will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see right now. We know they're there. We're not pretending that that they're not around. We know that, but we don't focus on them. We don't keep our attention on them. We're, We're aware of them. but We have to live with them. We have to deal with them. And remember I said earlier, don't focus on the troubles. Focus on God. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. See, if you got the notes, you got these little phrases in here. See, I can keep going, not because of external motivation, because I've got somebody around me who will pump me up and keep me going and keep me on time and keep me in a place I need to be and uh, the circumstances are just right and I'll get through this and as long as everything goes my way, I'll be okay. It's not the external motivation that gets us through life. It's not the internal motivation. You know, if I'll just be the person I need to be, to be, I'll go see a motivational speaker. I'll get somebody to give me some great information. I'll do the self-talk thing. I'll get through this. I'll make myself get through this. Now, it is the eternal motivation. The things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we can't see will last forever. So Paul says, trouble's present. Here's how you deal with it. Here's what you do about it. In the message version, it puts it this way. We've been surrounded and battered by troubles, but we're not demoralized. We're not sure what to do, but we know that God knows what to do. We've been spiritually terrorized, but God hasn't left our side. We've been thrown down, but we have not been broken. We're going through a difficult time today but we're gonna make it. God's gonna help us. He will see us through it. We will be victorious. And I shouldn't allow the troubles that life brings my way to defeat me. I should know that I can endure. And if I will persevere, God will be faithful and he will help me. So I don't know what else you're going through today. We're all going through this pandemic. But there's other things still in life that we have to deal with. And maybe as you've listened this morning, you've kind of thought, well, you know what? I've done this, but I haven't leaned on God to help me. I've been dealing with the external and the internal motivation, thinking that'll get me through. And comes a time when I realize those don't work. And I need to put God in my life. I need to accept him. I need to admit that I'm lost without him. I'm a sinner. And that he has for me life. He provided for me by his death and resurrection. And I want to ask him into my life. I want to live for him and not for me. Maybe that's where you're at today. But here's what we know. Troubles will come, but God will be faithful. Let me pray for you. Father, today we thank you for your presence in our life. We look around at this world and If anything, we're confused by it. It's just so many things seem so out of sorts. But God, this world isn't our hope. This world doesn't have the answers for us. That could only be found in you. So I pray for that one today that is making a change and changing from living for self and going to live for you. As they ask you into their life, would you help them? May they sense your presence. I pray for those who are serving you. And Lord, as the troubles go on and the time goes on, it can wear on us if we're not careful. And it can defeat us if we're not careful. God, would you help them to recognize that you're there with them all the way, that no matter how much they're squeezed, they can get through it. No matter if they're knocked down or not, they can get back up. And that you will always be with us and that we have much more to look forward to because this world doesn't give us the answers and the hope that we need. That can only come from you. We thank you that we can look beyond this life into the next and the hope that that gives to us. Thank you for helping us to be able to get through the troubles of life. In thy name we pray, amen. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Sunday morning at 815 and 1045 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next week for Sunday Morning. Faith Assembly Sunday Morning is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.